And now, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the main stage, three beautiful Venusian vixens with their view on stripping. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to coming to the main stage. This is your host, Sky Lee. Brooklyn. Sabrina. And after our opening conversations that we normally have, uh, walking into this podcast, it literally ended in good luck. So today the tea is hot, people. The steam is coming off. I have already burnt my lips. So, yeah. <laughs> First of all, I have to say I really love the intro switch up, Skyly. I wasn't. Yeah. You, you didn't prep us for that. I wasn't ready. <laughs> you know, everything's feeling like a surprise right now. So, like, fuck it, let's hey. go with it. <laughs> I, I like the I like the freestyle. I like it. Yeah. I like that. But yes, I I, I stand um behind my good luck. <laughs> I'm the one that. <laughs> um. Sorry. Yeah, you know, like we uh, we literally had to preface this as saying we are not incriminating ourselves with anything we're gonna say because of our feelings of what we know is um, going on right now um, for all the dancers. So before we get into that, uh, want to remind everybody: call to action is Instagram. Everybody, if you have not already, please head over to our Instagram page and show it some love. We're um, always posting new things up, posting quotes, anything that pertains to everything going on in the stripper world, our conversations, what have you. Please show it some love, hit the follow button, and you'll be able to see some cool content. So um, to start out these updates, updates on everyone, because it is day 101. Yes. I was thinking like 101 Dalmatians. Yes, we are on day 101. <laughs> and I just remember, like we talked in the pre-podcast um, combo, that I remember when we thought it was going to be just, you know, a couple weeks, 30 days, yada, yada. We made predictions. And here we are on the 101st day in our houses. <laughs> Triple <Wow>. digit. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> um. I'm highly confused now. Uh, it's well, just then, like I don't know what to do. I don't know what 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 moves are right or wrong. Yeah. Does that make I sense? Mean, like, <laughs> and here's the deal: you have the the global health pandemic. We've had like all of the you know racial issues and injustices and all of that. We've had murder hornets. We had and now there's like a. a <laughs> A, a dust storm, like I don't know if you and locusts that. came out of the ground. And that, like, oh. I'm like, come on now, 2020. Like, <laughs> this is the apocalypse for real. I'm waiting for like the zombies that are gonna be running around here in form of COVID. So like, <laughs> this I'm, shit's getting real, people. Yes, I saw this um meme the other day that was like, not one person went for a job interview in 2015 got the answer right to. So where do you see yourself five years from now? Like, there's not a a motherfucking person that got that question right. (laughs) Not one. (laughs) It's just the weirdest place ever. Uh, Everything's cringy to me now if I'm not in my house. Like, 
going to the store. I went to Ikea for the first time since it reopened because um, I needed a side table. $10. I mean, you know, Ikea just getting crazy stuff for really cheap. So I'm in there driving one of those carts that don't like to cooperate. <laughs> and I just was cringy about everything. Like, it just all feels abnormal. And, like, to know that we're probably be wearing masks until, like, this time next year, like, I can't. Yeah. I feel that. Like, the cringe is very real right now. Like, I completely agree. I feel like normal normal stuff that wouldn't have affected us before, it's like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. Right anymore. You, yeah, like the things I used to me... cringe about are no longer right. even cringy. Well, Skyly just made me flash back to another meme that was like, remember when we used to just like blow out birthday candles like it was nothing? Like, ugh, don't do that. <laughs> like, For real, straight up. Bit <laughs> all over the cake. Like that's cool. Give me my slice. No. Well, um, on that note, updates. Mental, physical, emotional. Sabrina, sound off. Um, my skin looks great. Uh, I got. I added some new things to my face regimen. Um, I'm still not giving a crap about my nails. I keep them clean, and that's all that matters. In short, and um, my mental health as well. Still doing my um, virtual therapy, which is always fun, and um. Then I call my friend therapy where I like sit on house party and drink wine and we all just talk about life. So I'm doing quite well with that. Um, I had a moment where I started being sad about not being able to like hang out with people and then that passed. So mm-hmm. uh, still getting used to not having human contact, not like physically, like just being able to face to face someone without, you know, all of the craziness. And um, I think it makes my, my mental health is a little weird because of when you go out and people compliment your mask. And now that I see stores just selling masks, like that's a normal day-to-day thing. I don't like it. So <laughs> beyond that, everything else as well. I've been meditating and going to sleep to sound bowls. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah. What about you, Brooklyn? Well, I would say my um, mental health is mostly okay. Um, I will say I got a little shook with, like, the updates and news for our club to reopen, which we'll talk about. That's our main topic of today. So that's kind of thrown me for a loop. But overall, my mental health is pretty good. Um, I'm still just, like, listening to podcasts. Besides our ours, <laughs> and um, I'm on my tenth book in quarantine, so I've been reading a whole lot and um, being very quiet. I'm real, real quiet, just to kind of work things through in my own head and like I don't know, just stay in a peaceful place physically. Um, I have dyed my hair again just because I, I was bored and I wanted it to look like super fresh. 
and um, my nails finally, the last bit of my polish has finally fallen off. So I have clean, short nails, and I'm totally okay with it. I got on the scale this morning, and I've gained, like, about four pounds since quarantine. But, like, just to me, the the composition of my body looks totally different. Like, I'm like, I'm really soft because I'm not, like, lifting heavy, heavy weights. And that's okay. But I just keep walking and keep, like, doing what I can workout-wise in my own house. And I agree with Sabrina on the mask thing. Like, literally the other day um, after we went to the meeting um, that we'll also discuss later, we were, like, kind of hanging out and whatevering from a distance. And she had walked away and came back and, like, saw over my shoulder that I was on the Internet, like, looking at masks. And she's like, are you really looking at masks? Like, it's closed? I was like, girl yeah like yeah mass is like the new the new thing <laughs> i'm gonna have someone be like your mask is cute girl like i already know i already know like i'm gonna make it fashion you know i mean fashion nova has outfits for I matching masks i'm over if i'm gonna, if I'm gonna <laughs> save money on like half my makeup because i'm only gonna have to do like bo- like beat ass eyes and lashes and eyebrows then i can like spend money on masks you know so, i feel that uh, it's kind of crazy, but yeah, I feel like that's going to be, masks are going to be a thing until at least this time next year. So that's pretty much where I am. I mean, what about you, Skyly? I'm doing pretty good to like, actually to comment on the mask thing. Are masks the new gloves? You know, back in the <laughs> 50s, how they would, all women would wear gloves and everything. What, what if masks are the new thing? I'm like, I'm not totally hating on it. I like, people are only going to see half my face. I'm cool with it. I mean, I'm kind of mad because, like, people that are, like, not as attractive in the face, I know that's, like, to each person, like, eye the beholder type of thing, but they're winning right now. You get, like, half your face covered, like, you know. This is, like, men with beards. Like, they they have been winning because their face has been covered up. (laughs) Exactly. But... Really think about like when girls get drunk with that mask on. Those eyes are gonna show it all on top of the fact they might throw up in their own mask. So But also <laughs> major point of the mask is you will not hear any men tell you to smile because they can't tell what you're doing. Oh my god. <laughs> Probably one of the most when, annoying things. I hate when men do that to me. I hate when men do it to other women. I hate that men feel comfortable doing that to women in general. So yay, like for the mass, taking that whole conversation away. <laughs> like, absolutely. Um, anyway, yes. That, how are you, Skyly? Beyond that, uh, pretty good. Uh, mental health has definitely been better. Like I said, like ever since I started working, that's helped so much. Uh, dealing with this firework stuff, which is like to me, it's been a lot of fun just to be out of the house. I get up at and leave the house at eight o'clock in the morning and I probably won't be back till 11 o'clock at night, but I was able to, you know, squeeze this in there. So, uh, really productive, um, physical. I haven't had the time to work out and I know the gyms are opening, but I'm not ready to go to the gym because like gyms are normally nasty as it is. So <laughs> it's, uh, I'm really not feeling like going to the gym. Uh, so I'm going to use that as like my major excuse. Um, but besides that, emotional is great. Uh, everything's going a lot better. The 
everything just moving alone like just moving myself and like doing stuff has helped tenfold a physical i'm kind of what i was gonna ask you so how does that fireworks thing gonna play out in a week or so when you know because fireworks are traditionally for like leading up into the fourth of july like what will happen after that um after that well and this is something i was going to bring up regarding everything else like later that uh i'm looking for bar jobs because your girl's not going back to work until i know it's safe (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah i'm sure i i feel like you will expand upon that later i will that's why i don't want to get too much into it so yes that's a little that's a little crumble of what I have later for you. Um, but yeah, so everything's going good over here on my okay. side. So um, that being said, uh, we're going into talking about these like newer updates regarding work. Like, man. Yeah, so, so our, you know, obviously I think all three of us pay attention to many forums on the internet and um, platforms, whether it's social platforms or just forums where dancers are talking and sharing information. We've been watching that, I think, most of quarantine to see how states and cities are reacting, what's closed, what's opening, how they're going to do it. And we've watched them slowly open. And I feel like, you know, we discussed before, it's been a spectrum of opening styles. So like, I've seen some, I've read some details where I'm like, okay, like that makes sense. It is like they have fully covered all their bases as, you know, or at least are making a definite effort to. So like, I can get with that all the way to clubs reopening. Like nothing has changed, which is absolutely fucking crazy. And like so much in between. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so for us, we just had a meeting, um, this past week because we're opening tomorrow at 11 a.m. Um, and so we kind of had to all attend a meeting. I, they divided the meetings. They had, um, different time slots to kind of make sure it wasn't, there wasn't too many people in the building. And I think they had a couple dancer slots and then they had staff, several staff options to divide that up as well. I'm guessing, um, to kind of inform all of us and get everyone on the same page and get the details of what that's going to look like. So that's kind of where we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember receiving the information regarding this meeting, and there's been several of them put out, and I was curious just to see what they were even going to say, but because of everything that's been going on, like, and my thoughts on it, I'm like, there's no point in me even, like, entering this meeting, which is, you know what, I probably should have communicated with them a little bit better on that, but from what it seems like, the communication hasn't always been there. So... um yeah, that's my thoughts on it. But um, I I have been seeing on stripper Twitter and stripper socials um, that from what I do know regarding oh shit, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the the girls that have gone back to work, they'd say like a good sixty percent of them with this poll that I saw, do not feel that they are safe since they've been back to work. 
Oh, absolutely. I've seen the same thing. Yeah. That's crazy. So, I mean, really that's interesting to like think of and be like, okay, if you don't feel, if you don't feel safe in that environment, why are you there? And with that being said, that brings up a whole nother topic of conversation regarding the ways that they are going about with how they're getting girls into work and how they're not keeping things safe at work. So before we go there, I just wanted to add to um, what you were just discussing that um, we kind of had in our group chat, I sent a thread from a platform where everyone's kind of discussing the opening and the feeling of safety. And I remember seeing in that thread, there was even a club that, you know, shortly after opening, depending on how they open, and the precautions that are being taken, clubs are kind of shutting right back down because COVID is being spread. Also, I saw in that thread, if you guys go back and check, more comments have been added, but um, that management has instructed when staff and dancers have tested positive to not say that they did, to kind of like sweep under the rug and, you know, to hide the fact, which I was like, wow, you know? That's insane. Yes. I like just, I can't, I can't. The lack of responsibility, and it's just like, you know, especially what we do, we hold so much responsibility with how cleanliness, how we're going about things, you know, because of the nature of the, our business. But like, damn, really, like to sit there and tell people, oh no, I or not say that you tested positive. That's crazy. Exactly. I mean, I remember when, before I became a dancer, I didn't really know what being a dancer all entailed. So I will fully admit that I went to talk to my doctor about the risk of being a dancer. And basically she, she said in medical terms, and I'm going to summarize in like real life terms, as long as you're not fucking or sucking dick, you're fine. <laughs> so as far as STDs, that was my major concern. And at that time I was working at an all nude club. So then it, I also had questions about bodily fluids on the stage. You know, let's be honest. Yeah. And I was informed, you know, basically bodily fluids carrying any type of disease um, has a very short, like, life outside the body. So, again, you're good, right? Okay. So I proceeded with my whole dancing experience. I feel with so much unknown with COVID and such a wide spectrum of reaction, meaning hey, you could get COVID and not know you have COVID or you could get COVID, uh, end up on a ventilator and die. And like everything in between, like I feel like me walking into a room with people touching all over each other and unmasked and all kinds of like close contact behavior, like it's almost like I'm walking into a room and like fucking everybody unprotected. Like that's just how it feels to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't, was, and I have a choice who I have sex with, as do you, as do you, as does everyone. So, you know, there's that. You don't have a choice who's going to be in that room when you walk into it and how they're going to show up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, and that's scary as fuck. I'm going to be honest. Like, there's, like I said, there's too much uncertainty regarding COVID. It's too new. There's too many, too much mis, like, mixed information. So yeah, no, I agree. There is a lot of confusion, a ton of confusion going on. Ton. Uh, what, uh, what do you think, Sabrina? Yeah. 
Oh, you cut my throat. <laughs> no. No, it's like every day, and I feel like I said this in a previous episode, that every day there's a new way to catch this. Fecal matter, which I don't know why that would be a problem for any of us, because none of us are near buttholes. Um, nope. We don't need ass here. Uh, no, no. So, you know. And then they, and then I saw an article that was like, you can get it from just breathing. I was like, well, that's all of us, you know, like, so knowing that there's so much uncertainty to how this is actually, you know, contracted, I don't even want to be in there. I feel like everything has it on it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. And yeah. then people are going to get drunk and they're not going to know their boundaries. I'm going to have to kick them, you well, know? And I don't yeah. want to interrupt you, Sabrina, but I want to share, since you're making that point, on that thread that I was referencing, literally a girl made a comment that said, no masks or temperature are taken for customers. We did install heavy sanitation regimens after each stage set, but after 1 a.m., the club is full of hands, handsy, drunk people wanting to get in your face like everything's cool. Some dude literally blew on me during my stage set last night. You know, like, and that's what I see happening. Like, all boundaries that may have existed prior to the alcohol consumption are going to go right out the fucking window once you've had enough drinks, right? Mm -hmm. so, That's what doesn't... Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay, Skylie. Okay. That's what doesn't make sense. It's just like, okay, you're going to... Uh, I'm sure some clubs are regulating that customer base, but there are clubs that are so heavily regulating that the dancers, but don't give any fucks towards the customers. And it doesn't make sense. It should be all the way around and it should exactly. be consistent throughout the entire freaking night. You can't say like, Oh, we're only doing this for y'all because y'all are the dancers. Y'all are employees. So we're going to act as if we give a fuck about y'all's health and what you're doing and all that kind of shit, but we don't give a fuck about the customers. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And it like, then to even extend that to, Oh, well, you know, if you're back in this VIP, you know, and that's your own business. What happens back there, whether you have, you know, if you want to be right up in the customer's face without your face mask on or whatnot, like, you know, we're going to, we're going to check, wink, wink, every now and then. Like, come on. So it, it just seems like it's all for show. They really don't give a fuck because it doesn't make sense how they're going about it. I mean, honestly, it's just like, so you're telling me that you can't catch COVID in a, a VIP room? I right. didn't know that. Well, <laughs> I, I didn't know that, but now I know, you know. Um, well, also just like the, the definition of harassment has now changed in this world because there was an article, um, that I read where a woman was being racist towards a woman behind her and she, and the woman behind her was Hispanic and she had a child with her in the stroller and she was with her mother and she spoke to her mother in Spanish and um, the woman in front of her, I'm going to call her a Karen, um, oh, she uh, got upset because she was speaking Spanish. She turned around, took her mask off, and coughed in this woman's child's <gasps> face three times. Now, now that is seen as assault. Yeah. Yes. 
because the, the, the definitions of assault and harassment have changed. So if I'm at work and some drunk piece of shit is all around me and I keep telling him to move, he is not only assaulting me but harassing me because he does not care about my health. And when I said, go the fuck away, go the fuck away. So mm-hmm. now you got more legality things on your plate and y'all don't care. I, I see this, you know what I'm saying? With change in the world comes change in, in a lot of the laws and rules that were first set. Like, mm-hmm. now that's assault. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, you're putting us right. in a position and where I'm going to have to go get a lawyer. And I <laughs> Sabrina, since you're speaking on that, I vividly remember several days leading up to, like, us closing down four the stay-at-home orders, um, us sitting at the bar and one of our own staff, as we were starting to, like, ease into social distancing with the few shifts that we had left there, you know, people were kind of becoming um, more cautious with interactions and whatnot because we were, like, in this uncomfortable place, which is where we've been since then. (laughs) Um, And I remember one of our own staff members, you know, thinking that they were funny, like, oh, look, Brooklyn's scared of whatever and they were like acting like they were gonna like hug me and like fake cough like that's not okay you know what I mean it's not I just don't understand why people are so like hateful about it you know what like if somebody wants to like if if somebody feels a certain type of way and that's why that they want to like live their life then let them live their life like for you for a woman to turn around and literally cough like that, how hateful of a person do you have to be? How miserable of a human being are you? Exactly. You have to intentionally try to get someone sick because well, you did not like they were speaking. Exactly. Or just and, to like stress, stress them out. Like just respect, again, their boundaries. Let's, you know, yeah. boundaries are a thing. Like if, if they are not okay, like why does it bother you that they do not want contact? They do not want whatever. They are exactly. Go hug somebody else, go touch somebody else, go do whatever with somebody else. Like, super easy, and we're, like, all adults here. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just don't understand why that has been, like, so hard, you know? Not only that, okay, some places you have to wear a mask, some places aren't. And there are people, literally, that are, like, fighting people to not wear a mask, as if it's, like, taking away, like, their freedom. It doesn't... If you are that bothered by wearing a mask, stay home. It does not, like, it's not that big of a deal. Put the fucking mask on and go and shop. Shut your (laughs) cock-sucking pie hole, okay? (laughs) I just read this morning that on one of the many conspiracy theories of, um, of COVID that someone said, wearing a face mask kills brain cells. I can think of a many other ways I can kill my own brain cells. I do not need to say, oh, you put on a cloth mask. Something I used to wear at raves. That didn't kill any brain cells. I mean, the ecstasy back in the day did. Not that. The drugs you did, but yeah. Um, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, just crazy stuff that made everyone on edge. Well, I don't understand why, you know, people can wrap their mind around, for the most part, that the law is to to like wear your seatbelt when you're in a car. Like that's what we do, right? So why is it a big deal? You have no problem with agreeing that like your children should have like bulletproof like backpacks and they should go through all these like 
shooter like trainings and all that stuff like that's normal that's cool but you're boycotting so hard and throwing such a fit about a fucking mask and the thing is is like the mask like me wearing a mask is going to protect both of you like Skyly wearing a mask is going to protect me like everyone needs to be wearing a mask so everybody's fully protected period that's that's the research behind it it's not like and this is what i'm finding is that like these people they aren't so concerned about everyone else they're concerned about my rights my freedoms and like you know what it's just yes. it's fucking <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i just i'm tired of people fighting over silly shit that's what I'm just tired of. I'm like, we have so much more shit to worry about. Put the mask on and shut up. Like, Yeah, and then, you know, they'll be the one to go out and catch COVID and then be like, I was wrong, y'all. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm like, I've been like waiting for this moment. Like, I'm thinking like, when I'm on public and like masked and like sunglasses on, it's pretty much like a fucking disguise. <laughs> so I'm loving it. And then when I think about when I do, when, you know, going back to work, I would never have to worry about potentially, you know, someone I know that doesn't know what I do walking in because half my face is covered. Like, <laughs> holy fuck. This is like my time to shine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> just over, oh, just over here, uh, turning lemons into lemonade. No big deal. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a ninja with mine on, so I, yes. I love ninjas. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay now. I really feel like I'm really dope. <laughs> just, you know what? Tyra Banks a long time ago on America's Next Top Model taught me how to smile with my eyes, and I have been working the shit out of that. <laughs> That's my game, yes. I'm all I mean, it. but honestly, you know, beyond the fact that we can catch COVID going to work, the whole game has went back to you got to have a good talk game and a good dance game because, yep. like, without the touching, you know, that most girls that you do, um, you don't have anything to offer. I mean, that's the honesty. Now we're back to being therapists, with, except with mask on, so they have to yell over a speaker. <laughs> you know, look at the nope. small thing. So, but, yeah, I feel like I feel like since you just mentioned that, it would be a good time to kind of discuss maybe how our club um, plans to reopen, what yes. that's going to look like for us, and then you know, I would definitely be interested in hearing feedback from all of our listeners. You know what their clubs are looking like and thoughts on the details of, you know, the way we're opening. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I guess I'll start off and then whoever wants to jump in. Um, basically, so for us as dancers, upon arrival, we always stop at the front door to check in, um, have our bags checked, and then we, like, clock in. Um, after that, we are typically, we just go to the dressing room and proceed with like whatever it takes to get ready to be stage ready. Um, for myself and Sabrina, that means going from like, I rolled out of bed to like glam, but, um, <laughs> before going to the dressing room, moving forward, we will go to the office to answer a couple of questions regarding COVID, mm -hmm. um, and then have our temperature checked at each shift. Um, mid shift girls, meaning the girls that kind of work 
like happy hour till whenever, I guess, they will have their temperatures checked twice because they will be coming in on a day side, but then they will be working through the night. The management will change, so they will get their temperature checked a second time. Um, after we answer the questions and have, we are fever free, then we will proceed to the dressing room. We've been instructed to come already ready. Um, so that's less time in the dressing room. The way our dressing room is set up, it does not really allow for social distancing per se. Like our um, mirrors setup is kind of like a cylinder with a countertop that goes around it, if that even makes sense. And we kind of just jam as many girls as we can around that mirror cylinder thing, right? Um, the dressing room, the way it looks now, um, it's kind of sectioned off. There's two chairs at each pod, which is way less. Um, and that will be just for touch-ups. Like I said, we're supposed to come already ready. Um, and you're supposed to get there with enough time ahead of your show time so you can get through the questions and the temperature check and all of that before your, your shift actually starts. Um, yeah. Uh, we have three stages at our club. We will only be running the center stage, which is where the pole is located, because the two side stages do not allow for the social distancing and the six feet of distance and whatnot. Um, we've been told that we are not allowed contact on the stage, which is why Sabrina said, you know, we're kind of bringing it back old school where you're going to have to be a, a, you know, be a rely on your dancing skills. And if you're a pole dancer, then that's great too. I mean, I think, I think it's going to require a combination of the two because pole dancing as beautiful as it is, um, sometimes it gets people just staring at you and sometimes it gets people throwing money. So, um, you know, but you're losing that contact ability. So you're definitely going to have to, you know, do something on that stage, like Sabrina said. Um, and masks are to be worn at all times by dancers. Sabrina, you want to jump in? Um, I, I think that you, I think you got it. Okay. Well, do you want to discuss how, um, you know, around the club, as far as like table side, what that looks like, and then maybe going yeah. to what our private dances and our um, VIP champagne rooms are going to look like. Yeah, so all the tables are six feet apart. Um, and um, the thing is, if a guest has a mask, I mean, well, first off, guests have to wear a mask. But if you have a drink or food in front of you, um, you don't have to wear one. Um, my issue is, um, I'm sure every girl has seen a guy that drinks a beer for two hours. Um, no, nah, you're not going to do I don't think that's right. Um, you need to drink that and put that mask on automatically. Uh, <laughs> that's just how I feel. Like, you can't just sit there with one beer for two hours with no mask on. Um, but also, there is no lap sitting, so girls can't sit on customers' laps. Um, so now you need to sit six feet apart in these chairs and have a conversation. Um, and through a mask, <laughs> through a mask, um, over speakers of loud music. Try yeah. that. Uh, um, what else? The bar is also set up six feet apart as stools. Um, I, when I see that type of space, I think don't sit there, you know? So I don't even know why there's still chairs at the bar. That's just my thoughts. Like, it's kind of like, get your drinks to go. Um, I'm not sure what the spacing's going to look like on stage for the six feet. 
I mean, I see the chairs are six feet apart, but people just roll them with it wherever they want anyway. Yeah. And um, like, what kind are you going to have a partition between us and the guests, or we just have to know what six feet from the person is? These are all questions that came in my head after the meeting. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it. Um, I, I was going to say my question post meeting, which I didn't get didn't think about, but then I saw in forums that other clubs were also doing this, where, which I think I know the answer because it wasn't sad, but they're lowering house fees drastically. Um, I wish that was said, though. But that was not mentioned, so I'm assuming old house fees are still in place. I also forgot to mention during the stage description, um, because we are running one stage, they are having a cleaning... Um, like a time to clean between girls to do the state, the floor, the stage, and then the pole. Um, my, my problem with the stage seating as well as the bar, like you said, to me, it's just going to look kind of like a really shitty game of like musical chairs. Like once <laughs> drinking, like, okay, so yeah. I don't get a chair, but I'm still going to stand right next to you at the bar. I'm still going to do all these things. Right. Like, yeah. That's not, yeah, I don't, I mean, and that's just me. I'm not trying to be optimistic. I'm trying to be realistic on what I've seen and how people pre-COVID did not understand space and boundaries. How many times has there been like a full empty bar and we've been sitting together and someone will just come and like stand right next to us. Like there's this whole bar. Whole yeah. bar. Whole bar. Why are you standing next to me, sir? Like <laughs> why? Why do I feel your like arm in my back? Because you're so close type of stuff. So like those are my thoughts. Uh, oh, and they said groups of 10 can come in. Groups of 10? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You groups of 10. Say there's like some hypocrisy that's going on here. Can you imagine if it's like, can you imagine if it's like a bachelor party night and there's 10 groups of 10 guys? <laughs> oh my God. I wish you could see my face right now. I literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, and actually, so as far as the customers, there will be no. They will. They have a sign at the door of the COVID stuff that they're going to ask them. Have you seen this? Have you read this? Um, <laughs> no comment. Um, any of these people would have read any of that at any moment. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there needs to be like illustrations instead of. Sports. I know, like on an airplane, like on an airplane where they had a little pamphlet yes. on how to get out. Uh, let's have illustrations for everybody. Oh my god, um, I would do that job. I would just be the no, person at the door. Yes, no, um, no temperatures for the guests will be taken, and the questions that we will receive upon entry before each shift um, will not be asked of the guests and. Um, it was my understanding, actually, that masks will be suggested, but they are not required. Oh, no. I that was my understanding. Did you, not hear, did you not hear that, Sabrina? Yeah, I did hear that. But, I mean, I, th I think I'm giving the common sense thing too much. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> because Damn. I just thought about that. That's so, you know, because, because it was kind of a, yeah, I think it was just by maybe CDC standards that it's not a requirement. It's just a suggestion air quotes. And again, am I realistic? Not, I'm not trying to be negative in my realistic mind. 
these air quote suggestions are like rarely, you know, follow through to me. To oh me, yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Again, it, it drives me nuts. Like people have no problem wearing like, you know, when you're going, um, on like lake situations and like rafting and you wear like a life vest when you drive a car, you wear a seatbelt. So why the fuck is it a problem to wear a damn mask? Anyway, people want to argue just to argue. I mean, yeah, I'm very, I'm very passionate about this mask wearing. Like I just wish that would make me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Um, So anyway, so that's kind of the run. Oh, the, the lap dance area in the champagne room, Sabrina. Um, I don't know what the champagne room looks like. Um, I just feel like it probably looks the same. But they said you could be six feet apart, but like we're not going to police that. Which you know, again, COVID only, you know, does not happen as yet. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's oh, there's a partition that is in the uh partition that is in the uh, private booth. Um. I don't know what that looks like either. Is it a like a piece of poly, you know, spyglass oh. that's like in the middle, like you're by the mirror and the guy's like behind the I don't know. <laughs> I, I saw, don't know. I saw, one, I saw one forum that um a girl said that her club also was doing this partition thing. And what the partition was was like <laughs> a shower curtain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of shower curtains, we did have to say so that that they are that, also, I don't know what this looks like or how they're going to do this, but there was a mention of it at the meeting that to make guests feel better. Okay, gonna, but if, like, if you want to make guests feel better, why don't you have them all wear masks whenever they come in the door and check their temperature? Oh, just wait to hear what Brooklyn's about to say. Like... <laughs> To make guests feel better, oh God, they are going to sell, they are going to sell ponchos for lap dances. Fuck off! <laughs> That's like a raindrop. <laughs> I just really, I don't understand. We're selling body condoms now, so. <laughs> And again, uh, it's not it, the like. It's not per se that I touch. I mean, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not good for me to touch your arm and touch your hand and touch your chest and touch whatever a poncho would cover. But more specifically, COVID has been proven to be transmitted like respiratorily, so like from your face. So again, I say <laughs> the best thing would be to require masks, not put a fucking poncho on. Exactly, and you, don't you know. Think- People like are th- thinking this. So now thing, you've had months to think about this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that should have been to me. It should have been. I I don't know what this looks like. I have no idea what the preparation for reopening looks like on their end of things. But like you said, Skyly, in my mind, as news was released and updates, and we're gaining more information, even though it's still conflicting and crazy, and like a wide spectrum regarding COVID, I think that all of that should have been taken into consideration and how we're going to navigate each aspect of this club to effectively reopen. That's my mind. You know what I mean? 
So it's like, I don't understand why I try to envision a customer sitting there in a poncho. Well, a shower curtain between us. With no, with no face mask, maybe a shower curtain between us. I don't know. I might be wearing a mask. I might not be because it's not, it wasn't, I don't know. So I don't know. I, there's a lot of I don't knows over here for Brooklyn. I don't know. What it seems like, and I said this previously, it's just the appearance of following by the rules and regula- re- regulations and acting like they give a fuck about everybody that that's in there, but there isn't the follow through that's behind it. That's exactly what it is to me, because if you're going to sit there and make sure that, you know, the employees and staff are following all these guidelines for the guest safety, you should be doing the guest for the employee safety as well. It needs to be follow through the entire fucking way, not a half-assed version, not a, oh, whenever they get back in VIP, then you, like, masks can come off or whatever the fuck, because, like, that's just ridiculous. Like, if you're going to do all of this, do it the whole fucking way through. Don't half-ass it. Because... I I definitely agree that there needs to be, like, consistency... And safety measures being taken on every level for every person in every position inside that club, you know, because everyone walking through the door is at risk, whether you're a bartender, a waitress, a manager, a dancer, a DJ, a customer, like we're all going to be in this environment. So we all deserve to feel as safe as possible. We all deserve to be protected. You know, we're going to come in here to have a good time and do the things that we do here, like we we should not have our health at risk that's just how i feel a hundred percent and that's yeah. like one of the reasons why i don't feel like i'm going to come back until i know that it's safe everything's followed by regulations or whatever and i don't have to worry about it until then i'm not coming back because at the end of the day i i don't feel safe period and you know what's What's so crazy, Kylie, is if we wind back however many episodes when we were discussing the reopening, out of the three of us, you were the first one that said, I'm yeah. going back in because I don't have a choice. And and we were both like, we don't know. And now yeah. we're all on some no. <laughs> and the reason that has changed is because at the end of the day, like, I'm, you know, as hard, I have, yeah, this firework stuff that's happening and I'm going to find like a a bar job. And at the, like, if I have struggled through all of this to this point, you know, I, why would I risk my health? Because I so desperately like needed to get, I still need, I still need to pay my bills. Don't get twisted. I still do. But I, I know at the end of the day, there is a greater thing that's going to come out of all of this that I will be able to pay my bills in whatever way I need to uh, and be able to keep myself safe. Well, and I would yeah. build off, off of that, you know, um, of course, like ideally, and Sabrina and I talked about this the other day, like I would love to go back in there. I would love to do the things and make the money and pay the bills and do the job that I actually do love with the people and all of that. Um, but so beyond the, the health risk and the health concerns and the safety of all of it, because when you look at the spectrum of things you mentioned earlier, you know, about even going to the gym on the, the gym is like a, almost like 
It's, it's a, a dirty place. The, it's like a nine on the risk factor. Nightclubs yeah. and bars are a 10. So it's like, I haven't been to the gym either. Um, you know, so that environment is just, you're talking about absolute close contact to do that job, period. You're talking about an in, indoor environment where that's like not properly ventilated because you're not, you know, you're not outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hypothetically, as a dancer, if someone caught it COVID, regardless of like what, whatever kind of effect it had on you, whatever the symptoms were, you're going to be out of work again, like we've already been, right? No income. And mm-hmm. probably if you statistically looked at dancers, how many dancers have health insurance? None. Right. <laughs> so, and then I'm, I'm going to just put this tidbit out there real quick and then like jump away from it. But statistically, COVID seems to be a, more prevalent in African-Americans. So imagine yeah. being a black dancer with no health insurance and you get COVID going to the hospital. Like I had a friend who, I mean, they had insurance and everything, but because their symptoms weren't like severe enough, like they just, they wouldn't even see them. They like sent them back home. Bye. Go like, you know, so it's like yeah. trying to get the healthcare that you might need being a person of color and having no health insurance as a dancer. Like that's a yeah. major risk. Like you have to take all that into account. Doesn't mm-hmm. suck to say, Hey, you know what? I don't really feel comfortable coming back right now. It does. But like you said, Skyly, we've made it this long without, you know, that income. I think we can realistically make it a couple more weeks to see how this all plays out. Yeah. Agree. I mean, I, I'm, I hate treating other people like the guinea pig, but I do it for myself. <laughs> I got to do it for yeah. my health. I literally said, like, even before, you know, finding out the details of exactly how we're navigating this on the reopen. I, when, when Skyly was having the, I'm going back in cause that's what it is. And I'm like, eh. I have always felt I was that meme of, um, oh my God, the funny woman, uh, the black woman with the glasses that's like squinting. Oh, oh yeah. Her, like watching and like making, seeing how this all plays out. Like I just want to stay back a little bit. Like yeah. as much as I love money, as much as I love my job, as much as I love the people, like, um, and that whole vibe at times, like, I really value my health and my yeah. safety. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, and to, you know, put this out there, the places that did open up too early and most likely didn't follow the rules that they were supposed to follow, follow and didn't make sure people are following protocol, those places are closing back down right now. Yep. Because well, they're right. and then, it's like, spreading. Well, first of all, that, and then, you know, if people do not follow protocol or there's one fucking slip up, you know, I'm guessing that a lot of like health departments in many states aren't the biggest fan of adult entertainment, right? So it's like, if they get wind of anyone in any state not following the protocol, even one fucking slip up, like you could potentially, in my mind, you know, be shut down indefinitely or much longer had you not just like waited to you know what I mean yeah yeah so those are all the things that I think about like I said I know we're in the business of from the top to the bottom we are in the business of loving money I get it I own that I will say that out loud like that's why we are here we love money period but there are sometimes you have to just like look big picture and 
you know, kind of step back from that love of money and factor in other things. Well, on that point, I mean, there's a there's something that's going on because girls are stepping back and look at the big picture, big picture of our the way that our clubs are run, how dancers are treated. There's that stripper yes. strike that is happening right now. Yes, Portland. Yes. I love it. I see it. I support it. I see all of you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there are a lot of things, a lot of demands that are being put out there that it's like, okay, this is finally need to be said because there's a lot of crap that shouldn't be happening that is happening. You know, I think it's because it's been this whole, like, uh, where men are taking over this industry and we just have to abide by the rules and go by what they say and everything else. And it's not, they're not really taking care of the people that are making this money. That are, you know, feeding these clubs. They're not taking care of the baseline. Right. So So do you want to emphasize anybody? Go ahead, Sabrina. I'd love to hear. I feel like um, Portland has been the um, ambassador of uh, movements with the dancers lately. Um, When COVID happened, um, didn't they start like a uber eats type situation with dancers like oh y'all gonna keep getting this money you know i feel like um also it's just about standing up for what we know has been systematically wrong forever this is the time with all the changes happening with every aspect of life and the things that are not right this is definitely something to stand up for uh stripper twitter has definitely been popping Mm-hmm. Since all of this, uh, it's been a lot of sex workers just coming together and trying to make things happen. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a movement. And it's a movement to get the respect that we deserve because um, this is legitimately a job just as if you worked in corporate America. We just do it differently. Um, you know, so that's my look on it. Brooklyn, because you've been following this, please tell me what uh, your thoughts. I mean, of course, I, I feel like I've made it very clear where I stand when it comes to women's rights, first and foremost, because I'm first a woman, but then sex worker and dancer's rights, because I have spent a large portion of my life in this world, and I've seen how we have been, even though I couldn't articulate and really like, and it wasn't really talked about, about, you know, our rights as sex workers, as dancers, the respect, the, I mean, honestly, in so many levels, the oppression of us, um, because it is a world that is predominantly ran by men, you know, mm-hmm. and we are um, on many levels like objectified and seen as all kinds of things from victims to women with low self-esteem and that we are not equal as a woman in corporate America, like um, we're kind of touched on that, you know, I think we've struggled for equality and, and equity and rights and all kinds of stuff. So I am like just loving that again, kind of similar to this COVID vibe that, 
these women who enter this world loving and wanting money in large amounts in a short amount of time, that's the name of the game, have said, you know what? Actually, our rights as women and humans and all of that is way more important. So, you know, we're not going to go to work. And I have said it before, like, without us, with, and I mean dancers, without us, you are literally just running an overpriced bar, period. Mm -hmm. So I commend these women um, for being able to organize and, um, you know, stand up and sit down, like meaning sit down, not do the work thing and stand up for their rights and do the thing, you know, do Mm -hmm. the work keeping their keeping their foot on the gas type of thing like it's awesome so that's kind of how I feel I absolutely agree I think it it takes a lot of balls to sit there like you said and be like fuck the money you know at the end of the day we need more from these places these places are making so much money off of us but they're not doing things for us you know yes so oh go ahead no i just want to interject and add to then you please keep going um but if you think about literally how much we have all paid in tip outs and house fees and all the things right like probably if Mm -hmm. i did a breakdown at least half of my income has gone right back into the club at some capacity you know and that's fine. I know that's what I signed up for, but in exchange for that, we should be given like the rights and all of the things that they are currently, you know, demanding, you know? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. I, to, it's important that we hold these places accountable for the wrong things that they are doing. You know, I, it blew my mind how much I almost got bullied into tipping out a manager just to be able to make some money at night. It blew my mind how, you know, if you couldn't wear a certain type of shoe, even though like it, the shoe had nothing to do with anything, but you know, the reason why they were saying you can't wear that shoe, you know, it, it blows my mind. The, the way, like women of color are treated in most of these places. So it makes me, it makes me happy to see that they're demanding change. But with that being said, I'm also wondering how this will play out because if people don't all come together and together collectively do it, how far will that go? You know? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's with anything, you know? It's like, it has to be um, everyone participating and doing some kind of part in it. And it has to be consistency yes. for, for change. And I also want to add to your stories of, you know, that things that have blown your mind. I mean, I would add to it as someone who isn't a 20-year-old dancer Theoretically, if I was in any other job for 10 plus years, 15 plus years, that would be a sign of respect, you Mm -hmm. know? However, ageism is real in the strip club. Like, instead of being respected as a seasoned OG veteran, whatever you want to call yourself, I don't care, D, all of the above, 
instead of being respected for the years put in the knowledge, you know, and you know, the ability to like outwit, outplay, outlast, you're mm-hmm. looked at as like not a valuable asset because you're not 18. You're not 19. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can definitely feel the difference of how um, I get treated now that I'm not the 20 year old dancer, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, and that blows my mind. Cause I'm like, man, you know what? I have, you know, dedicated X amount of years. I have perfected my craft. I take this very seriously. I'm super professional and mm-hmm. I'm not a newbie. I'm not stupid. Like, why am I not respected for being, you know, a vet or whatever. Right. And I'm not saying across the board, but I'm saying I have experienced it and I've seen, and I watched it around me before I became, you know, a more experienced seasoned dancer. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. I mean, with that being said, like it's good to see that happening on this moment because this is the moment to do it. If you're going to strike, this is it. Yes. I'm a little like jealous, envious of the Portland girls. Like, man, I wish that that could happen just across the country in our city, you know, all the things, because if you spend any amount of time on these platforms and in these forums, like, honestly, there's a lot of similarities and, you know, common themes running throughout all of the clubs all over the country, you know? Absolutely. And I think uh, with like that's even more of a reason why we need to be all in touch together with all the other dancers across the U.S. Because, like you said, we all have the same similarities. We're not that much different from each other, even though like a club in Vegas might have like 500 girls. We all experience the same shit, so it should be we all go through this together. Right, which is why it's such a, a blessing that we have the the forums, the social platforms, this podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, I mean, with all that, yes. like, predictions. Hey, Selena, <laughs> predictions. Ha! How do you think it's going to play out? Like, me. I think there's going to be a second wave um, soon. Um, probably, I would say, in the next month because of all the closings that are reclosings that are already happening um when will will we will will we be out of the clear uh september 2021 <laughs> fuck. Fuck. Wow. hey i'm just trying to give an ample amount of time for like whatever's going to happen to happen. I mean, we're only six months into the year and we've had the roller coaster of our lives. So we got six more months. I mean, soon, you know, Sasquatch will come out here and then bats the size of humans. I don't know what's next, you know? Yeah. And that's what keep li- that's what's keeping life vibrant because we don't know what the hell's next. So <laughs> Just, no, no, dull moment, no dull moments in 2020. Absolutely <laughs> not. This will be a year that I don't even want to remember. You know, years later, someone asked me, so what were you doing in 2020? Crying. So <laughs> that was it. 
I don't want to ever hear 2020 ever again after this year. Exactly. It needs to die. (laughs) (laughs) And I had high hopes. I was like, man, new decade. You know, it started off well. Like, we got out of the slow season and money was starting to pick up, you know. And then that that was it. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah, so predictions for you, uh, Brooklyn. Um, so I, you know, (laughs) I feel that, you know, as I watch kind of what Sabrina said, clubs and businesses, um, open in my mind kind of prematurely and maybe not as safely as possible because I feel like it's literally driven by the need to try to recover and, um, make money, uh, and try to, yeah, just basically recover, recover because we are in such a crazy state financially as a country, top to bottom, all the way across the board. Um, I, I foresee, um, a second wave also within a month. Cause I'm trying to factor in like highly social holiday, like 4th of July. So within the month, that's going to bring on, um, closing back down and then there will also be another wave in the fall which was an original prediction anyway because that is like typical flu season air quotes so um the strength of these like waves i have no idea but i feel like probably the second wave that sabrina and i are both predicting could have been avoided had businesses just kind of taken the l of okay we're going to hold off a little bit longer or you know uh, make stricter guidelines and that's not necessarily the business's fault um it's the states and everyone that's saying this is all that's required or whatever um stricter guidelines upon opening so you could do it in the safest way possible um Mm -hmm. so yeah i i feel there will be another stay at home going back into effect within a month and then again in the fall and yeah lots of time at home in 2020 that's what's happening (laughs) home home is where your life is (laughs) literally um I will, you know what, I'm kind of right around thinking the same thing that you guys are. Up. I don't, I don't know if they're going to go all the way to stay at home, but going on to heavy restrictions again, absolutely. Um, just because like you said, what we're seeing with the holiday coming up with all this going on and, you know, the rates spiking again, um, and with clearly the um, illusion of following rules, but not actually following rules. I just, I just see it going under heavy restriction again, unfortunately. And then, uh, yeah, that's that's my my prediction. So I'm right there with you. So I say a month, month and a half, probably. Okay. So, um, but yeah. So, uh, I mean, with all everything that we talked about, what is y'all's final thoughts, final words to all the listeners out there? Because we <laughs> warned y'all, we, y'all know what you're getting into because I gave you the warning. Serena? <laughs> hmm. Oh, man. I was holding my... <laughs> I can't say my name. <laughs> well, I mean, I would love for you... Brooklyn to go 
um, so we can have a sandwich of epic proportions. Uh, <laughs> and I will finish off with words of wisdom. Yes, I love that. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm scared about your words of wisdom. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I am having all the feels about this. I am completely nervous um, about um, all the details that we have like shared regarding our club specifically um, and it's just it's wild to me like I think I said that you know in a previous episode that I would need at least you know three weeks or so to transition back into full-on Brooklyn mode. And that's everything from appearance to mindset, not even factoring in, you know, wrapping my mind around the way, you know, we're navigating the reopening as far as precautions. Like, that that you need to add, like, a whole other month to. Because I'm just, I'm not, I'm not ready. I am not ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um it's just a lot. It's a lot to process. It's a lot to, it's just a lot. I have no, I have no freaking final thoughts. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, my final thoughts for everyone that's listening out there, um, at the end of the day, take care of yourself because no one can take care of you, but you. So if you feel that it, something's wrong, or you feel that you're not ready, don't put yourself back out there. You will find a way no matter what, because at the end of the day, everything will always come back. Like, that's my thoughts, that's my feelings. Sabrina, wrap this shit up, girl. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, lesson one, be honest about COVID and how it makes you feel. Doesn't matter if people try to block you on social media because you're not because you're you're not against wearing a mask and they think that we're all sheep and they can go out there and sacrifice themselves. We are now in the point of life called survival of the fittest. I'm sacrificing whoever don't want to jump on board to the smart stuff. So if you don't have common sense, can't take you along on this ride. That's just the lesson in life. And I feel like everyone should have that lesson. So when your job tells you that it's safe to come back in there and one of your coworkers has had all their neighbors over their house for a barbecue, tell them hell no. And use those exact words. Hell no. (laughs) Because you'll find a job that will support you and your uh, need to have proper health. Um, When life gives you red flags, run. If you have a meeting at work and you go there and they start telling you the weirdest shit, those are red flags. Now you should be able to make your own decision whether or not you want to go back. I mean, that's that's what's been on our minds after having our our meeting. Um, and um, stand up for your rights. Fuck what other people think. Um, because they don't pay your bills. And if they do pay your bills, then you might give a fuck, but you don't. So, you know, when you see injustice, stand up for it. It doesn't matter if people delete you. Those were the people that shouldn't have been around in the first place because now we're in a place where everyone's at a clean slate where they can just, like, 
start doing whatever they want to do and changing their lives, you can change your whole friends list. Mm-hmm. Who cares? You know, you'll find you'll attract some people that are worthy of your friendships and won't like be your friend one day and a racist piece of shit the next. So mm-hmm. you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, oh, Brooklyn told me earlier that there's a better way to do a COVID test, but neither, it doesn't matter. I don't want people sticking shit up my nose. So stay home. Stay the fuck home. So that you don't have to have someone stab your brain with a Q-tip. And, um, and this is why I shouldn't have gone first, because I agree with both of you. That It is already an inconvenience to do so. Um um, what else? I think you had a lot are, of pilot. Yeah, but those are my, my words of wisdom for the week. Um, right. Also, get into meditation. Because when people piss you off, you have to find a sp- safe space. That's my, Ooh, yes. my suggestion of the week. Do some meditation. Download the Insight app. Go on YouTube. You know, go in within yourself. Because people will try to take you outside of yourself. That's the quote of the week. Ooh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> Well, before we completely close this down, remember call to action is Instagram. If, like I said earlier, if you have not followed our Instagram, please go follow it. Check it out. We're going to, especially with this episode, um, following everything that we talked about, we're going to be uploading some good content on there to reiterate some of the things we've talked about. We'll, we post stuff up there all the time. So please go and check that out. And until next time, keep your heels high, your standards higher, and your money flowing.